You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Check it out. Yep, yep. Mic check one two one two. We're back. This is Jason Jones, and this is the Ruler of the Court podcast, where we talk kings, kings, and hip hop, and some more kings, whatever the hell I feel like talking about. But on this day of uh, the opening of the NBA season, two games kick off. But what was the kickoff for the Kings? Of course, uh, more or some new, should I say, Marvin Bagley III drama. And per usual, it wasn't Marvin saying something. It was someone tied to Marvin saying something. You know, Marvin's done his own, you know, his little, you know, uh, social media liking shit on, on Twitter. You know, it's my Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But don't get it twisted. These people speaking, uh, no... You know, it's, I mean, this whole Marvin thing is just weird. You know, so, uh, first I'll just start back by going and reading. (laughs) I'm sorry, this thing just has me, it's just crazy. So, about 3 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, Jeff Schwartz, the, uh, the agent for Marvin Bagley III, tweets, Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It's clear they have no plans for him in the future, and yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline in this summer based on, quote, value. Instead, they chose to bring him back but not play him, a move completely contradictory to their, quote, value argument. This is a case of case study in mismanagement by the King's organization. Okay. Just to give you off, um, uh, before I dive into what he's saying i'm going to give you uh kind of the history or recent history of jeff schwartz and the kings to kind of give you an idea of why he just in general would be pissed off with the organization let's take it back to when uh marvin bagley was drafted in 2018 second overall pick as we all know right after deandre ayton the guy picked before luka Doncic, picked for trey you know all type of you know I don't need to run it back down to you guys all again. Uh, not the guys and the ladies. Run it all back about the whole Marvin uh, Bagley could have been Lucas scenario. But here's where, here's where this thing gets tricky for the Kings. 
Uh, back in that rookie season, as you remember, Marvin Bagley did not begin the season as a starter. He's coming off the bench behind Nemanja Bialica. But at the time, the, the front office running the, you know, running the team, you know, Vlade Divac and company, had essentially told Jeff, this is what I was told uh, at the time, or looking, you know, kind of, I don't know if I've really written all this. I think I've written bits of it, but essentially they told uh, Schwartz that by midseason, similar to De'Aaron Fox a season earlier, Marvin would be a starter. But here is the catch with that. That was assuming the team would suck. <laughs> and, you know, and then no one would care who, you know, about a rookie getting a ton of minutes, blah, blah, blah. No one would care. But as you remember, to start that season, Marvin, I think, played 12 minutes in his first game, and everyone hated Dave Yeager. But the King, you know, but, you know, the King stuck it out. And then that was the season where they played above their heads, to be honest. They weren't as good as their record probably indicated or where they were in the standings, but they were above 500 past the midway point. Almost two-thirds into the season, they were above 500. And so if you're Dave Yeager, there's no way in hell you're now going to bench belly to let Marvin get some experience. The hell with that. And from a coach's point of view, I get that. He's trying to win games. He ain't trying to, you know, lose his job, which he eventually did lose, over his relationship with Marvin, partly because he never had a good relationship with Marvin. But he wasn't trying to lose games, trying to develop Marvin Bagley, which I understood. But the problem you had there was the disconnect between what Dave wanted to do and what the front office wanted. So during this time, Jeff Schwartz is just not happy because obviously... Marvin not playing affects Marvin's money. That's a big thing. It affects Marvin's money. So, no, he's not happy. But remember, during that season, the Kings then trade for another Schwartz uh, client, Harrison Barnes. And if you're Jeff Schwartz, that now gives you um, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, and also Harry Giles at the time is on the Kings. And I'll, I'll tie all of them all together, too. But... The issue then becomes there is that once Dave gets uh, Harrison Barnes, Vlade and company traded for Harrison to be their starting small forward. Dave Yeager was inclined to use Marvin, uh, sorry, not Marvin, Harrison as a, as a power forward. Why is that problematic? Never mind, uh, should I say problematic from a Jeff Schwartz perspective. Never mind what the Kings are trying to do winning-wise, blah, blah, blah. If Mar if Harrison is playing more minutes at the four, that's less minutes for Marvin Bagley at the four. And that essentially leaves little to no minutes for Harry Giles. So you already know Harrison's gonna be taken care of. He's gonna get a deal from the Kings the following season. There's no question about that. They're gonna if he opts out, they're gonna try to keep him. But now you're looking at messing with Marvin's minutes. And you're also messing with Harry <laughs> kind of behind that. You know, so now you've got a backlog of issues, you know, to come, <laughs> coming, you know, you know, coming along with this. And so that's the reason, you know, so you've got that whole scenario right there. If you're Jeff Schwartz, you've got three guys and really only one's being taken care of probably to your liking. And you've got, you know, you guys said you got Marvin not getting the minutes from Harrison 
You got Harry not getting minutes at all unless he's playing, you know, playing center. You know, you got you got a whole lot going on with Schwartz candidates and the Kings. And some of this was on the Kings just because you had you you pretty much had the front office saying one thing, and you had Dave Yeager that you know doing. No, doing what Dave was going to do and try to win games, which and and from Dave's point of view, these are my words, not his. Dave was not going to kiss Marvin's ass just you know to make an agent happy or to make the free. He just wasn't going to do it, and it did eventually cost him his job. But hey, that was that. I just wanted to kind of lay all that out there, so you have an understanding of why, even independent of Marvin why Jeff Schwartz would pretty much think that the Kings are a case study in mismanagement. And trust me, I've heard agents say worse about the Kings, you know, but here's where I'm going to push back against Jeff. If you're going to go into a, you know, you know, a case study of mismanagement, Marvin is not the best case for this. And he does have some, some probably some legitimate gripes. And probably among those would be, questions fair unfair about how the medical staff has handled Marvin particularly that second year we only played 13 games and before we get back to the show I want to talk to you about DraftKings NFL fans hungry for a big win this week DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL has you covered new customers can bet just five dollars on any nfl team to win their game and if they do you win two hundred dollars in free bets winner winner chicken dinner it's that simple if sportsbook isn't available in your state yet DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contest DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now let's get back to the show. You have that kind of backdrop with Marvin and whether or not, you know, the, I guess the medical stuff, that's just some of the kind of the... Kind of the back, kind of the back talk amongst people around there is just kind of like, is that a big deal? Is that what's going on with Marvin? So, that being said, I said Marvin plays thirteen games his second season. You know, third season last season, Kings put Marvin in the starting lineup from day one. Even though, now let me make this clear, even though in terms of style of play and fit, uh, Nemanja Bjelica. Probably should have been the starter, which led to more drama within the organization because now you got to go to, to Nemanja and tell him, I know you're coming off a career season, but we're starting Marvin Bagley. <laughs> so that led to essentially Billy's the thing, I want to be traded. And I mean, there's a narrative out there that Belly quit on the Kings. I'm going to push back against that too. That's not true. He didn't quit. 
he was told he wasn't going to play. And if he wasn't going to play, he did not want to be there. And he would like to, you know, that's, you know, that was, that was the deal. And then, yeah, they might've came to him later and he eventually got back on the court. But I, I'm, I don't like this idea that people are thinking that Belly just like showed up one day and said, screw you guys, I quit. This was a, you know, a veteran player who had played well and he was told he was having his starting job taken from him because you had to develop a player who they couldn't even use in the fourth quarter of games. So, there you have that. So, third year, you know, Marvin shows some signs of improvement, but again, there's injury things. First, there's COVID before the season, which people have told me with Marvin definitely affected his body going into the season. He wasn't as strong as he had shown in the summer. And then, of course, he has the freak injury where he breaks his thumb and a jersey in Charlotte. Like I said, just random, just weird shit going on that, you know, you can't even predict from Marvin in that case. But here's where things get tricky again, as I've stated before. When Marvin injures his thumb, he's allowed to go home in a an agreement between Schwartz and the Kings to rehab. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Whenever a team and an agent make an agreement like that, that agreement is made because that player is more than likely going to be traded. No team sends home a player they want with an injury or a player they, you know, a player they want to keep. No, no team does that. They were expecting to trade Marvin Bagley. But as I reported before and talked to people about it, I don't know what the what the Monty McNair and the front office expected to get for Marvin, but the offers they got from Marvin were not to their liking. And you know, you know, so they that's why Marvin's still a king. And one person told me they were uh, from another team, a, a different executive. I asked them, you know, kind of what Marvin's value is, and. It was kind of the it was kind of the like well maybe I'd give him a second round pick maybe take a flyer on him but the opinion of Marvin Bagley around the league is not nearly as high as I think as Schwartz wants everyone to believe it is <laughs> and so you get to you you get to this season and like I said the Kings made Marvin available before the trade deadline this summer did not deal him so you know you come into training camp and this is on the heels of Marvin in the summer liking tweets about not being in Sacramento. Him saying in his last press conference about wherever he's going to play, he'll, you know, he'll be ready. You know, talking like a guy who's gone and boom, he's back. So I'm pretty sure Marvin's not happy with that. Jeff definitely ain't happy with that. And the Kings are kind of like, huh. But even before you get to training camp and get to practices and all that, it was going to be pretty evident this season that there would be no more waiting for Marvin to develop. There would be no more, we're going to start Marvin just because Marvin was the second pick in the 2018 draft. The, team, the Kings have missed the playoffs 15 straight years. They're not trying to make that 16, which means, sorry Marvin, you're going to have to earn those minutes now. Which is again, goes into a deeper issue with the Kings as to why someone who hasn't done it much in the league would feel entitled to a starting job. Yeah, That goes a whole different you know, thing. We don't know exactly what he was told, but I'm pretty sure Marvin was not guaranteed anything going into this season. Marvin misses a couple of preseason games with a sore knee. The Kings add some more big men. 
you know, and now Marvin's out of the rotation, which is not a surprise. I don't know why people are shocked, why anyone would be shocked by this, that Marvin Bagley's not in the rotation. I mean, their best lineups last season, many of them did not have Marvin in them. Defensively, Marvin was a problem. You know, we'll never forget the game against Philadelphia where Marvin left Joel Embiid to go to Ben Simmons at the three-point line and was promptly yanked from the game. You know, any coach would live with Ben Simmons at the three-point line and daring him to do something other than pass the ball. You know, but yeah, there's just so many different, you know, things that, in essence, made it tough to play Marvin. And he came back, you know, he came back from his injury, showed some flashes, you know, doing the little things, running the floor, hustling, and all those type of things. But, of course, he got hurt again at the end of the season. So, Yes, this is how we got here. I mean, it's easy to blame the Kings, and I'll tell you, they have been dysfunctional, as dysfunctional can be at times, you know. And you can, you know, when you talk about the the, the case study and mismanagement, maybe you're talking, you know, the, the maybe this mismanagement is in regard to Marvin's development. Maybe it's in regard to Marvin's... Uh, health and how they've dealt with injuries over these last couple of years but to say it's baffling that he's not in this in the starting in, in the rotation is just that's just ludicrous like that come on i mean that's not you know talking about a, uh, a guy who many scouts would tell you is really a center not a power forward in the nba but he's not strong enough to be a center especially you know to, to kind of fight in the paint to be a defensive anchor, you know, so he can't play center. And the Kings have three better options at center. And in terms of playing the four, defensively, they can use Tristan Thompson to defend bigger fours. Uh, offensively, they can use Harrison Barnes. They can play small. They can they can size down. Hell, you could probably even use Rashawn Holmes at a four and play a Alex Lynn next to, to Rashawn. And they've got some different options. And among those options is not you know, giving anything to Marvin. And, hey, there's a reason why he didn't get a contract extension. Hell, it's pretty obvious that he wasn't going to get one. <laughs> and now it's just, I just don't understand why, of all the fights for Schwartz to to uh, to pick, why he's picking this one. I just don't get, I mean, I really just don't get it. I mean, it makes no sense to me why this is the fight you would pick. Because, well, hey, it's it's to me it's it's, it's a losing fight. You're not going to get anyone who's actually followed the Kings to say that Marvin Bagley was not given, you know, a fair opportunity with this team. You're not going to, you know, you you know. You know, you're just not going to find someone to say that somehow Marvin Bagley was has been done wrong. And, you know, he's done some of the little, as people have pointed out, you know, some of the kind of passive-aggressive things on social media. Took the Kings out of his bio, whatever. You know, you know, changed his location to Phoenix. His location is no longer Sacramento. Again, I say whatever. But at some point, Marvin's going to have to speak for Marvin and all these other people can't, you know, you know, whether it be his dad, whether it be his agent, someone's always talking for Marvin on these things. And he's never saying anything definitive in these regards. 
you know, it's, 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 he kind of did in his podcast when he kind of had the, it's my Twitter, I'll tweet, I'll do what I want on my account, which is true, but it's, the Kings don't need this shit, quite honestly, they really don't, it, it, they really don't need this right now, and I did see on Twitter from Bobby Marks that one reason why Jeff may be a little anxious is because um, if Marvin does not start 41 games or plays less than 2,000 minutes, his qualifying offer is no longer the qualifying offer for a starter. And it goes from about 14.3 to about half of that. So yeah, there's definitely some financial incentive for them to try to raise hell. But Jeff's Schwartz's uh, angst with the Kings goes way deeper and goes way beyond this Marvin. And this is about Harry Giles. This is a, this is about two of his guys not getting the money they wanted, even though Harrison got paid. But Harrison's also produced for Sacramento. The other two guys, I I can't give you a justification as to why Sacramento should have been over backwards for either one of those guys. I mean, Harry's a fan favorite. Harry, I believe, is currently out of the league right now. Uh, Marvin, <laughs> you know, so I mean, yeah. May, are the Kings, have, have the Kings been bad with stuff? For sure. Have the Kings fucked up with player development? Absolutely. But I'm not going to kill them for not keeping a guy with an injury history who's not even on a team right now. And, you know, and Harry. Now, I'm not going to kill them for that. It is what it is. Marvin could be, you know, I think Marvin will be in the league next season, but. At this rate, he'll be in the league on one of those, uh, you know, prove it contracts. Maybe he gets a one-year guarantee, maybe. But there's not a whole lot, a lot of reason for I could see why a team would want to jump out and shell out a whole lot of money for him. But then again, Zach Collins got paid somehow, but maybe Marvin gets lucky like that. But to me, this pretty much signals, well, we knew the beginning of the end of his time with the Kings was, you know, a while ago, and this was going, you know, eventually bound to happen in terms of the eventual breakup. But yeah, I think this is kind of right here. Jeff just trying to do all he can to get Marvin off the team. And trust me, if there was someone who would take Marvin for something, the Kings would have traded him. I will say that on their behalf. Not so much like as a, you know, like, since they on their behalf, but I. I know, trust me, I know, if they had someone who was willing to take them, they would have done it. I know Jeff is going to say that there were multiple offers for him and they didn't, they passed on him because they wanted value. They should want value, but what the question is, what exactly is Marvin's value? And right now, it don't look very high. Right now, he comes across as a guy who doesn't speak for himself, who lets other people, you know, fight his battles vocally. And he plays the role of, I'm just here to play and, you know, I ain't got nothing to say. But we got to be real about this as well. Uh, These people would not speak for Marvin if Marvin wasn't okay with it. Marvin is a grown man. So if they got, you know, if dad wants to tweet out, trade my son, you know, if Jeff wants to tweet out, it's baffling and, you know, such a mismanagement of uh, of his career in Sacramento. You know Marvin believes it as well, and Marvin wants out of sack. But on this one, it's I see blame on both sides. Yes, the Kings could have done things better, but not, let's not act like Marvin has been out there lighting it up every night and been this great stalwart two-way player that the Kings thought he was going to, or at least Vlade thought he would be. 
And let's not act like the specter of all these other guys who got extensions around Marvin isn't a factor in this. The fact that, you know, let's not act like Jeff Schwartz does not have his own motives in posting that. You know, like I said, let's not forget Jeff, you know, he just is, you know, he does not have a lot of good feelings toward the Kings. You know, you know, it, it is what it is, what it is. You know, hey, so we do what we do. You know, y'all holler at me. You know, let me see what's going on. You know, let me know what you think about this. You know, hit me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Uh, Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. Let me know what you think about this whole Jeff Schwartz, Sacramento Kings. What it, I don't it's not, I can't even really call it drama. I mean, what well, it is, but it's like, oh, uh, whatever. Like, are we really doing this again with Marvin? How many stories am I going to have to write or people are going to have to read about Marvin not being happy in Sacramento? We get it. We're not happy. And I think... A lot of the fans in Sacramento would say they're not happy with Marvin either. So, at least they agree on that. And again, like I said, it's not baffling why Marvin's not in the rotation. He's not one of their top eight. Ten, it's, ten, it's it's not baffling. It's um, you know you could argue that this was a uh, long overdue in terms of making Marvin earn his minutes and not just putting him in the starting lineup because of where he was picked. You know. But hey, well, Nemanja, by the way, Nemanja Bielitsa had a pretty damn good game for the Wards, and they beat the Lakers in their opener. So it wasn't that Belly couldn't play. Belly wasn't allowed to play. <laughs> His last time with the Kings. So, and, you know, kind of add to that about Belly, people are wondering. You have to remember, too, that, you know, Vlade and Peja were big influences in getting him to Sacramento. They were both gone last season. So... There was a lot of reasons for Belly not to be happy, but I don't want people to label him just an outright quitter. You know, this is all, all that stuff that happened with Belly was about trying to get the most out of Marvin. And so, there it is. <clears throat> See, I didn't know what I was going to talk about earlier in the day for this episode, but, you know, Jeff Schwartz, Excel Sports, and Marvin Bagley blessed us with plenty to chat about today. So, what did we do from the music portion? I really ain't got nothing, really, honestly, because I just was, this is just so out of the blue, for, you know, just like, really, you're going to announce that he's not in rotation? Okay, yeah. So, I have no great music advice for you. I didn't even get a chance to watch the verses from Kane and KRS-One, but, so, I mean, you know, there is a... There's nothing else I can really say about, you know, music-wise. I mean, you know, but it's a, it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. You know, I wish the Kings, for their sake, would have traded Marvin. I think for Marvin San, I think, it's, I think it was okay to admit in the offseason this thing is not going to work. But, hey, it is what it is. You know, here we are. We're back. NBA, Kings open the season Wednesday. You know, you know, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday at Portland. Yay. You know, and as you heard, Marvin won't be in the rotation. So get ready for that. 
But before we get out of here, I want to uh, shout out uh, the Basketball Podcast Network. want to shout out uh, my people, you know, my other podcast, Culture Calculus, uh, the Yes, I'm Watching Wrestling podcast. Check that out. Me and my girlfriend went to wrestling Monday Night Raw for the first time. Her first live WWE show. So we talk about that. You know, yeah, so hey, y'all. Y'all be safe out there. I promise I'll have some music chat for you <laughs> coming up. It's, you know, next episode, but... Until then, I'm out. Peace.